Hi, this is the Power of Storage podcast and I'm Mick Turner. Hope everyone's doing well. Now today we're talking to a familiar voice to you regular listeners, Ian Breitner. Now, Ian, you're not just a pretty voice on the podcast, but you do have a regular day job. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Indeed, Mick. I'm glad to be speaking with you again today. And yeah, I do have a new role. It's perhaps not a new, new role since I've been in this position for over 12 months, but I'm now part of the VMware strategic partner marketing team at Dell. And most folks know that Dell and VMware have a very close relationship. And even though the companies are now financially separate, we are still very closely aligned and working together. Great. Well, thanks for that. Now, I also know there are changes occurring in vSphere, and there's one in particular I think will be of interest to our listeners, and it concerns something VMware has been referring to as Project Monterey. So maybe you can give us a, a short description of what Project Monterey is. Yes, I can, Mick. So Project Monterey was officially revealed to the VMware community at VMworld in 2020, and maybe people had a little bit of whispers about that prior to that. And at that time in 2020, it was explained as a way to offload certain vSphere functions from the main CPU, somewhat like was done in the past with TCP offloads. These offloads actually go back quite some time. They were initially done to perform checksup validations, and then they eventually moved part of the IP stack out to specialized NICs, or network interface cards. And by doing this, CPU cycles were then able to be given back to more important operations. Cool. So if I remember correctly, this is akin to the vSphere storage offloads, where storage platforms can perform functions like block zeroing replication more effectively than the CPU, just thus reducing cycles for the VMware hosts. Is that right? Yeah, it's the same concept, but now we've had advances in both silicon and manufacturing techniques. It's now possible to offload more than the original TCP protocol set, and this is where Project Monterey comes in. It's a new type of smart NIC that's being created that's going to allow the offloading of parts of vSphere. In fact, it enables the offloading of ESXi to this new smart NIC, and by doing this, the VMware host CPU cycles are now able to be completely delivered, well, mostly completely delivered, to the applications running on those hosts. Cool. Okay. So that's interesting. But why is this so important to the customers? Well, there's been a lot of changes in the way applications are created and deployed. Application modernization is now a new focus for organizations creating cloud-native applications that allow better scaling and better use of compute resources. And this change in the way the applications are created and deployed has resulted in a need to change the way in which infrastructure is utilized to manage. The offloading of incidental services from the main CPU to less expensive silicon maximizes compute resources while keeping infrastructure costs down. And there are also additional benefits. The ability to provide better isolation between the applications and the infrastructure, basically improved security postures. Hmm, interesting. So I see. But is this the main driver for the creation of the smart NICs? And, and by the way, why do we call these network interface cards if it's a kind of offload engine we're really talking about? It's, that's a very good question on the NICs. They certainly can do more than just act as a network interface card. And maybe the name will change in the future. And yet they are still acting as a network interface card because they are the connections to the rest of the environment. To the main driver, yes, 
the CPU offload is the main driver. But as I mentioned, there are others, and perhaps one that's not initially thought about with the application changes is that managing these new applications are more frequently being done by line of business owners. And that means there's a need to change infrastructure management, especially if customers are continuing to run in their own data centers. Okay, so I, I don't quite understand. If, if lines of business want to manage their applications, where does infrastructure management come into play there? I know it's not obvious, but if you're a line of business that's managing your application and you need to scale it up, and the infrastructure is unable to dynamically scale to meet that need, it means that the line of business might need to manage the actual infrastructure. And when you have several lines of business sharing infrastructure and in this position, there's no way with today's tools to allow a role-based management for the infrastructure. Basically, a line of business might adversely impact another line of business without the ability to petition the infrastructure management. Cool. Okay. So, so how does Project Monterey solve this problem? Well, it doesn't today. What's happening now is the first step in making it possible to change the way infrastructure is managed. And I didn't say this earlier, but VMware Cloud Foundation, the thing that allows the rapid deployment of VMware Cloud to Dell infrastructure is also involved in this change that's going on with Project Monterey. And by moving management tasks that are not directly associated with the application off the hosts, it provides for the CPU cycles to return to the application, but it also allows IT admins to manage the virtualization layer. And don't forget, this also means Kubernetes outside of the hosts and offloading other items can be done in the future. Things like storage stack, security items, backups, and so on. And when we get to that stage, then the line of businesses will be able to actually manipulate some of the infrastructure components that impact their application uh, running and maintenance. Ah, interesting. It becomes a little more clear now. So obviously there's a lot more to Project Monterey than it seems at first blush. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how this rolls out and impacts IT and infrastructure as we move forward. Uh, but just last question for you, what is the status right now of the project? And when do we think that we'll, you know, it will really start to take off? Yeah, that's a very good question, Mick. This project has been in beta for quite some time now. So remember, it was first spoken about publicly in VMworld 2020. That's the end of 2020, basically. And further details were provided in last year's VMworld, in the 2021 VMworld. So I'm totally expecting there's going to be additional information during VMworld 2022. And people, our listeners should keep an eye on VMworld 2022, maybe attend it or at least sign up to look at some of the sessions. And will this start to take off? I do believe so. I noticed that other organizations are looking seriously at these types of offload engines to provide boosts to the applications that are running on the expensive CPUs inside hosts. And in fact, some of the AI and HPC use cases are also very interesting here. Anywhere there are large clusters of servers that are deployed, we'll want to improve CPU utilization. And for those listeners that are interested, you can find out a little bit more. There are two websites that I actually particularly like that have additional information. One's called InsideBigData.com, that's all one word, and InsideHPC.com, also one word. Cool. That's great, Ian. It's definitely a technology we need to keep an eye on, and I'm sure we will 
have you back. It's great to uh, to have you talking on your chosen topic this time. And as I say, we'll have you back at some point. We can revisit where we are at a future date. So thanks ever so much for your time, Ian. This has been Mick Turner for the Power of Storage podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and have a great day.